Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. I am joined by Jake from the Windy City and David the Smart Mark. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this post-ROH Final Battle weekend? Hello! I am feeling uh, a little bit groggy because I uh, drank a couple of, um, plenty of uh, Heineken over the over the past weekend, uh, just uh, partying with some mates, but uh, overall... A ton of wrestling to, to watch, I gotta say. <laughs> hey, mate, that's good to hear. I like the Heineken. Um, any, any any beer drinking gets my vote, but then I'm English. Um, it's chilly. England's gone cold and snow and frozen. What's that all about? But in good spirits, really, really good spirits. Excited for this week. Um, coming off a decent wet wrestling weekend. Can't wait to talk about it. Yep, can't wait to talk about it. And I got to say, yeah, we've been having a lot of snow here in the States, too. So, hey, it's that time of the year. Uh, Christmas is almost, uh, the holidays are almost here. Yes, we are. We are 12 stunning days away from Christmas as, as we record this show. Before we get to the control center, I want to update you guys on the health condition of Barry Whittem. And apparently it's all good signs right now. He's still in a local Atlanta hospital, and he is able to stand and speak. He has been able to talk to his family members. I saw a post from Ricky Martin where he said he was able to to talk to Ricky Martin for a while. So I'm just happy to announce that Barry Wim is on a long road of recovery, but he's still here with us, and thank God. Likewise, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, echo that. Echo all that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go over to, to the Control Center and catch you up on the Weeks and Wrestling News. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, gentlemen, this might not be a good sign for AEW as uh, one of the bigger members of Warner Brothers Discovery's um, group has left and one who was actually a supporter of AEW program on TNT. As Variety reports, Nancy Daniels, a longtime executive with Discovery, was removed from her position on Friday and her duties actually covered the oversight in the TV program on TBS and TNT. So is this a worrying sign for AEW? So it was back in May where Tony Khan had high praise for for Nancy Daniels, who uh, he first got them uh, got to meet uh, right after the merger of the two companies, uh, uh, and she was one of the biggest advocates uh, from Warner Brothers from um, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, for for AEW. So and you know it's it's kind of interesting because um, it's it can be a little bit uh, uh, concerning because like I, I don't see this as you know, WBD is going to is going to completely you know cancel AEW programming. Uh, but you never know. My biggest concern is that when their when AEW's deal uh, does come up uh, without uh, their biggest advocates, uh, what kind of pri- what kind of increase are they going to get on their deal um, on their on their next deal? So it, it's definitely um, something to uh, look out something to uh, look out for. Uh, when uh, their deal com- does come up, uh, I think in a year and a half from now, and uh, we'll just see what kind of. Um, if I were Tony Khan, I would start looking at uh, maybe more options out there. Uh, maybe look at uh, uh, at an A and E or an FX. I don't know if possibly that like ESPN could uh, could get back in the wrestling business, uh, uh, but you never know. Uh, so we'll see what these uh, negotiate, what kind of negotiations uh, go forward with uh, Warner Bros. Discovery and AEW. Um, one point from me, really, because I can't talk about this much because I'm obviously not in North America and you know the the way the channels, the systems all work. But one concern for me has been right from about five, six months now. They're obviously trying to put out a little bit more of an adult content with some of the, the, the language that the performers use. You know, the, the S word, the crap word. You know, there's a few. But 
the crowd quite audibly on Dynamite, and um, not it doesn't matter so much on the PPVs, obviously, but the crowd audibly on Dynamite shouting, shut the F up, say MJF, or, you know, any particular heel, Jericho's had it a couple of times. Um, how does that work in the States, boys? Because I know over here in England, they'd be doing, and we're, we're more broad-minded with our television, after nine o'clock, there's watershed warnings, etc. But if it was done before 9pm over here in England, there'd be people doing backflips. Well, David, I think since it's more like being treated like a sports program, they can get away with the crowd chain, that kind of stuff. Now, granted, there's been occasions where you see AEW actually go in there and censor the crowd, but they have let a few things slip through the past few months. Sure, but the, they is not like TNA where they... Uh, treat the crowd like they're actors. Uh, if you guys you know, remember that reference, uh, when you know when uh, when uh, they actually got the director uh, in the Impact Zone, uh, I actually remember that moment where uh, they actually told the, uh, the crowd that uh, hey, you guys are actors. You need to you need to behave, and you can't just say you can't say the word BS and <laughs> get away with it. So, I mean, AEW thankfully are not doing that uh, doing that same. That same thing to their fans. Uh, they, yeah, I mean, I remember like you know, TK did ask when they were at um, Daly's place. They, they did ask. Uh, he did ask the crowd to uh, not chant the F word uh, because it would go uh, because uh, that did happen before uh, because it would uh, go into um, conflict with with Warner Media uh, and and TNT. So, but you know, uh, hey, I mean, the difference here is that you know, uh, Tony does allow you know the fans to actually be fans and to enjoy the product. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not against it. I'm just looking at it from the television perspective. Are the executives going to, you know, are they going to be cringing? Are they going to be wondering what the hell's going on, etc.? which is for us is a relatively normal wrestling uh, occurrence. That's that's how, how that was my point. How does how do you think it would translate with the executives? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, so in a related story to this, I mean, Warner Brothers is also thinking about leaving the NBA and having NBA not on TNT coming up in, in a few years, which I find <coughs> insane because that's one of the hottest properties you can have. I don't see it happening. TV. Yeah, I don't see it happening, uh, to be honest with you. Because they, they're, they're paying a lot of money, a lot of good money, and then they're still making some good ratings. So I just can't see it happening. Well, you know, the NBA will be seeking a combined $50 billion to $75 billion dollars uh, starting in 2025, which is the next, which is the next round of negotiations. So, and um, look, and you know they got the NHL too, uh, which is shared uh, with ESPN and Disney. So, I mean, but what's but uh, what I'm noticing is that um, uh, uh, Warner Bros. Discovery, uh, both TNT and TBS, are focusing or they are cutting back on original scripted programming focusing on more live sports programming. And uh, do they see AEW as part of that uh, that group right there? Um, personally, I think they are, uh, because, you know, it's good live programming and you don't need a lot of money to pay for uh, to pay for writers on a union, pay a lot of money to Hollywood. So um, we'll just see where it goes from here, So, in, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly, Jake. That's a $64 million question that we all are trying to figure out at the moment. How does... Time Warner see AEW TV? Do they see it as sports or do they see it as another scripted program? But like you, I agree. I feel like they see it as a live sport and a cheaper commodity they can purchase and put on their air. And it seems like that's what WB has been wanting to do is like get rid of the high expensive stuff and bring in some more cost effective um, programming. Because it seems like a lot of people are going more to streaming services now. And the viewership on the regular cable system has been going down over the past years. Yeah, you know it's interesting because me as a as a as a media geek and who's someone who's uh, uh, who's studying the industry, um, going to school for television radio, uh, it's uh, interesting. It'll be very interesting to see what um, uh, what broadcasting will be like for ten years from now. And you know, David, I, I saw this interesting article uh, from the Guardian newspaper. Uh, that uh, the BBC, uh, like I'm talking about media in general, that the BBC might might look into walking away from uh, linear television and radio completely, uh, which is kind of insane. Which when you think about it, it's like you know getting rid of 
you know, all their all their terrestrial TV channels like BBC One and BBC Two, and they might uh, go completely on completely online. Uh, which, like, I understand uh, what the industry might be looking into uh, in the next decade, but uh, hey, look, I mean, you know, newspapers are still alive, uh, and I don't want like a complete like two mediums, which I grew up completely, you know loving sports radio and, uh, you know, watching, you know, scripted programming on TV, some of my favorite programs, uh, you know, completely just uh, disappear, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, the BBC, I'll just quickly pick up and then we'll move on. Um, the BBC over here has been rumoured to be changing and having to change to, re I mean, because everywhere streaming services, um, we, I call it counts, I call the BBC council telly. Um, because, or, or, or terrestrial, it's called terrestrial, it's more like testicle telly, because it's not, it has <laughs> one or two, um, one or two really, really famous programmes, but most of it is just not up-to-date modern broadcasting. Bear in mind, the BBC is public-funded, every household has to buy a TV licence of £144 a year, and most people don't watch the BBC, I can see the television changing to streaming services very, very soon. And what I mean by that is 10 years, but I can't see BBC Radio ever stopping. BBC Radio is famous and actually still some of the best radio broadcasting in the world. And I'll let Sean move on from there. That's <laughs> that's just a Brit's take on, on that. But you're right, Jake, in what you said. From I'm, I'm intrigued that you read The Guardian. Um, you would make a perfect... A perfect conservative MP over here, young man, young young conservative mate. I, I can just see you with your baseball cap, trying to you know down with the kids. Sorry. All right, yeah, a lot with the Tories. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, mate. I'm only pulling your legs. Nah, it's game. <laughs> you, you're two straight ones for them. Okay, gentlemen, on to our next news story. As Forbes is reporting that the WWE is looking to have Roman Reigns do two matches at this coming up year's WrestleMania. So night one, it'll probably be Cody versus Roman. And night two, it's the dream match of all dream matches. Possibly The Rock versus Roman. So, Jimin, do you want to see Roman wrestle two matches? I personally would love to see him do two matches. Uh, I think that's a perfect scenario there. Uh, you know, first, uh, I wonder if it's against Cody in the first night, uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Night two, it has to be... Like WWE has to do it at this point, right? Uh, against The Rock. I mean, if it's yeah. not going to be, if it's not going to be uh, this WrestleMania, then when is it? Then after that, it's it's going to be too late, in my opinion. Yeah, um, bang on, hundred percent, Jake. I think um, Cody's been rumored now because of, I think it's it ties in with his return from injury, um, and and it will be a good comeback to have to put bums on seats because he was well received with his return to the WWE. He went back a bigger star. Is you know, he's, he's, there's more, there's there's some believability in, you know, if as he's rumoured, Roman finally is going to drop drop the belts at this year's Mania, which makes sense. If ever you're going to do it, have it on the grandest stage of them all. And then, yeah, that booking scenario of Cody on night one um, and The Rock on, on night two, um, yeah, I mean, that'll be what it'll be. I... I mean, I've not been a fan of that plan, but they've got no one else, really. So, you know, hey, let's see what happens. You don't think Sami Zayn might fit into any of these plans? <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I'd love that to be the case, but no. I got a feeling that we're going to see Sami at probably Elimination Chamber have his moment in the chamber with Roman. Yeah. And I feel like they may be the last two in there, and Sam is going to have an ear... Sammy just lays down for Roman and we get a bigger heel Roman Reigns or it's a legitimate match and Roman just beats him and he gets him out of the bloodline. I personally would like yeah. to see um, Sammy and uh, Kevin Owens uh, at, at, at WrestleMania at uh, the biggest stage. If it's not, not going to be that uh, that route. so I would as long as they're called El Generico and Kevin Steen and it's a ladder war. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Let's go over to our stunning six questions as we some hot topics from this past week's wrestling. 
It's time for the stunning six questions. All the wise and what have they done now? Hopefully Sean and Jake can figure it out. Gentlemen, my first stunning question. After their amazing double dog collar match against the Brissos, Das Hardwood went on Twitter and he tweeted out, It's over. Gentlemen, is FDR leaving AEW? I, I, I look, I, I see a lot of chatter. Uh, I see some chatter with that. Uh, I personally don't think so. Uh, look, they've beaten the Briscoes twice. Uh, they they could be like, there might be some who, who might be thinking, like, Do you want to beat them again? And the loss to the Acclaimed uh, was the right booking for the time uh, because beating the Acclaimed, to me, it's not the right time to do that now. Um, I don't, I can, personally, I don't consider this as an indication of anything. Uh, if they start to disappear from TV, maybe I could see that as a concern, but FDR are doing a program with the Gun Brothers coming up. So I, I don't think they're going to be disappearing from TV. Uh, but only, look, I mean, Dax and Cash, they only, only they know what their mentality is when their deals are up. So, and they're in a good position right now at a good time because, you know, WWE can take them back and the timing of their free agency is really good because like, Hey, if, if WWE uh, wants them, they could take them back in a heartbeat. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, Dax, I mean, Dax did talk about, you know, taking, maybe taking a year off um, next year, which is, I don't think makes, makes the best of sense because like, you know, they, they are in their peak right now. And, uh, uh, and you know, they're both in their late thirties. Uh, I don't know if it would be the best uh, position for them to do that. Um, as of right now, as of right now, I could see them do more like, you know, international stints. Uh, they still have the AAA uh, tag titles as well as the IWGP tag titles. Um, and I, I really want to see them, uh, you know, have, you know, have a, a, a good match in new Japan and hopefully uh, we can see them at Russell kingdom. Um, I, I personally don't see this as an indication of anything, but uh, you never know in my opinion. Well, we're getting Carl Anderson in Russell kingdom. So we might as well have FTR as well. Um, look, Jake, Jake pretty much nailed that. The one thing that we we can all agree on is um, AEW have not booked them. Well, the reasoning behind that is debatable because let's face it. FTR, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't get it because they, they're proving it again Saturday night. I didn't agree with the booking result, to be honest, but the match more than made up for that. I'm sure we're going to come on to talk about that. Um, sure. they, they, I wouldn't blame them for walking away from AW. They've been treated appallingly by um, two bloody school kids whose egos are bigger than than anyone else and it has to be it cannot be for any other reason because everyone else can see how bloody good they are everyone else the crowd want to get the crowd desperately want to get behind them and they're not being allowed to because they're not on television they're not in any decent views all right yeah jake touched the fact they've obviously got something coming up with the gun club big whoop should FTR, sure. FTR, FTR be doing that? Yeah, I agree with your point about them not putting the about the acclaim going over in that that recent batch. What you know, because otherwise that would have been really stupid booking with the way the acclaim's been pushed. But FTR, if they turn around and gave AEW the middle finger, I wouldn't blame them. They don't need the money. They'll get bookings anywhere else in the world. They could go back to WWE and be treated like heroes and be booked properly. As well, yeah, that could give like maybe the main roster tag division uh, a little bit of a boost in, in WWE. So, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't argue with that, David. I mean, you know, the young bucks—they uh, are on—they uh, are in TK's ear, uh, which is kind of which is kind of unfortunate. It's not even that they're vice presidents, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. you cannot be an EVP of a company and not um, in something like wrestling and not have a vested interest in the way you look after yourself. You just can't. It's human nature. And, you know, I, I just... Uh, nah, not for me. I hope they turn around and tell AEW to stick it up their ass. Okay, gentlemen, I feel like this is more of saying, hey, this chapter of us versus the Bristols is over because I don't see yeah. how you can actually top that match they had this past weekend. And I do believe that we're going to see... FTR and AEW, at least through 2023, I think their contract comes up in 2024, then they're in a good leveraging position and they can make decisions about their future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Okay, all Jimmy. of it makes sense. We've all we've all talked sense. It's just what they decide, what they mean, and whether they've had enough of being screwed by AW. Okay, gentlemen. Standing question number two, as it's come out this week that the former Sasha Banks is going to New Japan Pro Wrestling for something. She's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom doing something. We don't know exactly if it's going to be a match or what yet, but with her going over to Japan, who do you want to see her wrestle in Japan? You know, it's interesting. If she does um, do like some sort of like um, prominent program uh, in Japan, uh, I would love to see her uh, have some sort of presence at stardom, to be honest with you. Uh, I could see her have like... Uh, Great matches with Kyrie, uh, Melia Watani, Suri. A lot of potential. A lot of potential for good matches there. So, um, you know, it's interesting. You know, I've been reading a lot of the news about it, and you know, Mike Johnson first reported this that uh, uh, that the deal was was uh, uh, was between her between uh, Mercedes and uh, New Japan. You know, WWE was not involved at all. Um, what this could mean, uh, well, what this could mean. I mean, she's confident that uh, her deal will with WWE will come up in the new year. I'm very curious what the uh, what the eventual outcome will be here. Uh, but you know, a lot of potential for good matches here. Yeah, I can't I, I can't add anything to that. To be fair, that's if I was given the first go on that question, that's pretty much what I would have said. Well done, Jake. Okay, Jim, there's one name that I want to throw out there for you: Miko Sakamura, the final boss. Oh, that, yeah, the, the, yeah. That potential. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But again, stardom. Jake, Jake nailed it. Let her go to stardom and work like that. I, I, Jake nailed it. Absolutely nailed mm. it. Yeah. Um. You know, I think I think uh, Soraya did tease something uh, about like a tag team partner. Um. Uh. In the future. Um. I, I mean, that could be that could be Mercedes right there. Uh, but I, I don't think I would have her immediately in AEW yet. Uh, I would see, like, I would see her do some chops, uh, maybe in other companies for a little bit uh, before, you know, possibly making that jump and see what he, she can do in a big company again. See, I'm with you, Jake. I don't see her being in AEW in the early part of 2023. I can see the WWE, this, while they're not in this negotiation with New Japan Pro Wrestling, I can see them going like, hey, she wants to do this. We'll allow her to do this, try to bring her in later in the year as a goodwill get gesture, try and get her back into the company. Sure. Just like they did to uh I, I mean look, Carl Anderson has the best deal has the best deal right now. <laughs> he's like yeah. he's in WWE, he's in New Japan, he's in Impact, you know, doing some doing some bookings there. So hey, I mean, you know, I mean look, here's the thing though. I mean Paul Levesque is he he I mean he he is like um, giving some slack, uh, which giving some slack in a way that you'll never see Vince do. So, okay, Jimin, stunning question number three. What do you make of the fact that ROH TV is reportedly going on to the new Honor Club in 2023 and they weren't able to get a TV deal for Ringer TV? Oh boy, uh, man, a lot to digest here, unfortunately. Um, certainly, this is not the optimal outcome that anyone wanted for Ring of Honor. Um, especially from Tony Khan's perspective, uh, the idea of another hour of wrestling television, but one in which you are asking your fan base to spend money in order to follow this product with a $9.99 price tag. You know, this tells you that they didn't have much options out there. Uh, but I would say this is a great disappointment and kind of similar to going back to the old NWA TNA days where you have to pay a fee to watch the, the weekly pay-per-views. I mean, that's, that's a similarity that I see in that aspect. So, I mean, you know, but it's kind of unfortunate that it that uh, reached this point. And uh, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, kind of says something that uh, not even H they, they can't even put this product on HBO max uh, here in the States. And, I mean, I could see the, the the reasoning right there because you know WBD is not interested in the Briscoes, uh, but uh, and when with a significant cost cutting, do they want like another product to pay for? So, but yeah, I mean, I just see this as you know a little bit of a disappointment. And with all the there's so much wrestling out there that uh, I don't know if I with my with my work schedule, with my school schedule, um, I don't know if I even have enough time to watch like another. Like another hour, especially with the nine with the nine ninety nine price tag. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not even look. 
I'm watching Dynamite. I'm watching SmackDown, and uh, and a little bit of Rampage here and there, and the big New Japan shows. I mean, that's it. I mean, I'm not even watching Raw these days, uh, front to back anymore. And uh, and uh, Impact. I mean, there's not much going on uh, right now. I mean, but you know, last week uh, they had a really great episode. Maybe we can mention that in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you know, people will have only look. A lot of people will only have a certain certain number to time number of time to watch as much wrestling and these days you got to cherry pick right it's not not very often this happens but i disagree with jake a hundred percent there quite simply when i saw that announcement which for me in the uk came two days ago um two days ago i was like a kid in a fucking candy store i ran up i ordered it the app was there and i've not stayed off it since I'll be honest, it is awesome for an original Ring of Honor fan like myself from 2002, from Jody Fleisch versus Johnny Storm on one of the first shows. I am like a kid in a candy store. There is so much <laughs> I'm trying to watch all at the same time. The only thing, only complaint I've got, there is no Glory by Honor 8 on it, which is one of their best ever shows, which is the Danielson and Nigel McGuinness um, leaving Ring of Honor shows where they left to go their various ways. In theory, both to WWE, but obviously um, McGuinness ends up going to TNA um, and Danielson went on to become what he is now. Um, I, I'm sorry, the, the it's absolutely brilliant. For me, it's £6.99 a month. I've already paid three months in advance. That's mainly because I'm rich, but I absolutely love it. And if it means I get the pay-per-views on there and I have to wait 90 days as it's rumoured, then so be it. But based on Final Battle, if they're going to be of that quality, it's worth every penny to me. Yeah. After Final Battle, yeah, it was an amazing show. Uh, I could be proven wrong here. But uh, I I'm wondering, it's like, is everything in... Uh, I might be... I might go out of my way to check it out to Honor Club. Uh, is... Uh, are all the years like up there uh, yet or are they still yes. missing some content? Or... Yes, right from 2002 up to current days. The only thing is not every show um, is up there, but you probably got 95% of them. Ironically, the one that I love, but I've got it on, I've got it on Blu-ray. I've got it on DVD. I've got it on special edition, what have you um, anyway. So it's not a big... But yeah, they've, they've got the they've got the war with CCW, which is obviously was a great great program. Um, the books, the the turn, you know, the books going, and then you it, it's all there. It literally is all there. There's loads of specials. There's all the Hall of Fame stuff. You know, okay. <laughs> honestly, for me over here in the UK, it's a dream come true. I'll be honest. I still have my my best of CM Punk DVDs, so I'll maybe yeah, that's uh, the re second revisit city, those again. The Second City Saint collection is on there. Yep. Uh, from Punk. Okay, then. <laughs> well, Jim, I feel like they should have gone the route of NWA where, yeah, you can do this paywall thing for your programming, <coughs> but also I would have slid it over to YouTube so you could actually try to draw people into the promotion by having it later in the week free on YouTube. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I probably would have preferred that route uh, anyway. Like, just may have one show free on YouTube and have some like you know additional programming you know made behind a paywall. But you know this, but you know TK has uh, decided has decided a uh, a while back that he doesn't want to go that route again. Um, but to me, you know, if if um, in terms of AEW, I mean, they already they already have two programs on YouTube. You can you just probably get rid of one of them anyway um yeah. like like you know darks you mean keep dark at universal studios and maybe just get rid of dark elevation so and just just focus or for the live, yeah or on the uh, on the live event just focus on your tv so okay gentlemen studying question number four as we're going to take a break over to christmas holidays there's a match coming up at wrestle kingdom that we need to talk about it's will osprey versus kenny omega who should win this match? And yes, David, I already know that you're going to say Will Ospreay, so go ahead. You go first. Okay, you've answered me, Jake. Go, go ahead and talk, mate. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. No, 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 seriously. Ospreay, 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 Ospreay. How, you know, tell me when you want me to stop. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's not going to change. <laughs> Sean agree, knows yeah. so well. 
<laughs> yeah, he knows you so well, man. So, and I'm the, I'm the, I'm the newbie here. So, uh, I don't see Omega sticking around full time. So, I personally don't see Osprey losing here. Um, maybe I could see these two still have a maybe still do a long term feud either in Japan, either in New Japan or in AEW. So, because yeah. like these two are so talented. Um, maybe that maybe uh, down the road uh, they can do the the title switch, uh, but I, I I don't think right away in early twenty twenty in the new year in early twenty twenty three. Yeah, agree with that. You know, Jimin, I feel like Osprey should have the first victory here. I'm hoping that this leads to a trilogy of matches between Osprey and Omega, and I feel like you need to keep Will Osprey hot because you're gonna need somebody to face a champion coming out of Wrestle Kingdom, and that person should be. Will freaking Osprey? Mm, yeah, especially for I me mean, because he, to me, like uh, Osprey should be the number one contender for the for the heavyweight championship uh, yeah. uh, coming up because, like you know, it's it, he's right there. Uh, he he has the gift of the gab. Uh, he is he's he's so much better in promos now. Uh, he's so charismatic uh, in in contribution with his in ring skills. So yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a no brainer right there. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm really excited about uh, Kenny uh, coming back to, to New Japan, uh, and I hope he brings back his uh, his old theme music. <laughs> that's all I can yeah. say right there. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, Jimin, standing question number five. Do you see John Cena wrestling at WrestleMania, and who would you book him with? So, yes, I think there is a higher chance, since it's in Hollywood, uh, for John Cena to come back. Um, I think... I was listening to Sunday night's main event and then Meltzer did uh, say that uh, in February and March uh, he is going to be in Australia uh, filming a movie. But yeah, I could see maybe sometime in January uh, the build to start uh, on this. I could see two options for Cena. Austin Theory and Gunther in my opinion. So, Ooh, Gunther no. Austin Theory yes. Gunther, no, because Cena would have to lose to Gunther. Cena going over against Gunther is, but mind you, it's the WWE, will be self-destructive with the build that they've done. Austin Theory could lose to Cena and it not harm him. A bit like almost, Cena comes out, does a cameo, night one, comes out, Hollywood, comes out, Chats with the crowd, bit of banter, and then then theory comes out giving it yabby yabby yabba, heel 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 heel. So Cena goes right then, come on gobshite, get in the ring, and they have a short short impromptu match, which Cena goes over. Crowd goes home happy. That's how I would book it. I mean, whilst I, yeah, Gunther would be a great opponent for Cena. I agree with you, Jake, and that would interest me more. That would definitely match. interest me, yeah, as a matcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I can see your thought process 100%. But Cena, because it's the WWE and it's Cena, will probably end up going over, and that would harm Gunther for me. I, I think I think there's more of a chance of Brock Lesnar versus Gunther um, from some Ooh. of the channels I see. So what do you think about Ooh. that, David? I'd, I'd, no, I, yeah, I'd like that. I would like that. Oh, hey, I'll second that. This is long I see Gunther get F5, like, I don't know, five times? <laughs> yeah, that would be a little bit of a problem there. So, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll say this in general. This could be, this this does have the potential to be the biggest WrestleMania ever. I mean, I know we say that every year, but uh, <laughs> the, the amount of, like, opportunities that are out there uh, with maybe, with, you know, Rock uh, still lurking in the background, uh, Cena uh, with a higher chance of coming back, and maybe Austin uh, coming back with another match. Yeah, it's uh, been rumored, isn't it? It's been rumored. That, that has been rumored. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this it's it's going to be a very interesting WrestleMania to see coming up. And Zaka is coming to you live from SoFi Stadium, so they got a hundred thousand seat stadium to fill two nights in a row. So they're going to need to bring out all the big guns. Mm, absolutely all the big guns so coming up so i wish i can make it to hollywood uh but unfortunately i won't be able to make it so hopefully next year i can go back to uh to another wrestlemania it's been a, it's been a huge while it's been a long while since i've been one uh, in person so gentlemen sixth and final studying question of the week we are just a little bit past three years of AEW being on tnt tv 
What is the state of AEW three years in? I personally still enjoy it. Uh, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of booking decisions that are uh, that are still like baffles me. But it's like every every week I don't get tired of watching. I don't get tired afterwards of watching Dynamite. Uh, it's mm. it's only two hours. It flies by pretty fast. Mostly focuses on the wrestling. Uh, and for me and for me, I kind of prefer my wrestling when it's treated like a sport. There are a few quibbles that I like to uh, focus on to on getting rid of. Um, maybe for me, like something that I haven't seen many people talk about, which I feel is a significant issue, is that Dynamite's presentation feels a little bit basic and a little bit date a little bit worn out. I feel like a new theme music, uh, a new entrance stage, because like you know they still got the two tunnels, uh, tunnels that they haven't yeah. like you know, in 2019. Uh, maybe more 8K cameras, lights, graphics. Pump some more money into the overall production, and uh, bring back the colors. In my, in my opinion, which NXT ripped off of. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's. Uh, I I was thought, when Sean put the questions to us prior to recording, I was thinking uh, this is the one that, that really made me think the most. How do I feel about Dynamite now? Because the three years have been a real bathtub effect. You know, they peaked with the arrival of... It really, in March this year, and when you you had Regal, when Danielson arrived, Punk, you know, all these major, major names, and it was like... But I get more excited, even though it's toilet at the moment. I, Jake's right. I still get more excited for watching Dynamite than I do any other wrestling show um, well, weekly wrestling show, let's put it like that. And I've started to itch back towards the WWE a bit more, with, particularly with SmackDown. Um, but, yeah, you nailed it, Jake. Um, yeah, but like, like for example, imagine... yeah, like, sorry to interrupt, like, do you, like, would you feel the same about Raw? Like, even no. though that they might have some, no, they no, might no, have no. some good things here and there, but do you feel that anticipation like you do with the Dynamites? I, I don't think they've reached that yet, in my opinion. No, I agree, and you're you're right. And ironically, I've thought about this deeply this week, or since Sean put the questions out, and you've actually really sparked the light bulb there with what you've just said. You know, I get to the point, oh, it's Wednesday night tonight. What shall I do? Shall I watch it live? Shall I stay up and watch it live? Because obviously it's 1 a.m. for me here in the UK. Or, or shall I watch it Thursday morning? No, no, no. I can't wait till Thursday morning and watching... You know, I'll, I'll watch it live. Um, and I've still got that. You know, it still does excite me more than any WWE television. I've bought every single pay-per-view, irrelevant of doing this podcast. I've bought every single AEW show. Um, I subscribe to AEW Plus over here, so I don't have to watch it on ITV. Um, and I can watch it live. And I'm glad for that, to be fair. Um no, I, I think overall it's still a positive. Yeah, Jake, you really, really nailed that there. <laughs> you know, gentlemen, I feel like there's the honeymoon period for AEW has passed. Now we're into a settled relationship with AEW on Wednesday nights. And there's weeks where it's good, it's enjoyable. But yet there's some weeks where it's just a little rocky and we have to work our way through it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Sure, yeah, I definitely agree with you. <laughs> We are going to break down probably the best pay-per-view we've seen this year, question mark, RH Final Battle. Yeah. Typically, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of recency bias, but good, my, my goodness, like, this is definitely worth the $40 that I've paid for. And it definitely, uh, it definitely over-exceeded my expectations, I can say that. Um, yeah, what do you want me to say? I, you know... It's brilliant. It was an absolutely fantastic show. I'd just like to point out that I only paid twelve ninety nine English pounds. Yeah, damn, you're lucky. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, for zero hour, I'm just gonna run through the results here. Jeff Cobb beat Dorado. JAS defeated Isam and Cheeseburger. Nani Gal defeated Adora. And somehow I love world... Cheeseburger, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's still he's still like one of my like underrated favorites. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty freaking cool, and it's kind of cool to see him and Eason. I think Eason has a lot of upside in the future for AEW if he hangs around with AEW or with Honor, Real Honor when he goes over to the Honor Club. That's a good point, yeah. I've got to be honest, gents. 
I didn't see Zero Hour because I was getting extremely depressed over the last um, second half of England France. That's completely uh, understandable. That's perfectly understandable. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, F Southgate. <laughs> yeah, how did that? Why, why? Yeah, anyway, I love okay. you, Jake. Don't wind me up. Okay, the main event of Zero Hour was Top Flight versus the Kingdom. And somehow, some way on this planet, Top Flight beat the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, this is a pretty decent uh, tag team match here. So you have to feel for Dante slipping on the ropes when he was going for the grand finale of the big dives. Uh, but the teams re uh, recovered quickly, and it wasn't enough to hurt the match, in my opinion. Okay, so we got Rush and Derisico versus Blake Christian and A.R. Fox, who's newly all elites. And this match seemed to have a interesting finish to it, Jake. So I don't know what happened with the match finish that saw the referee count, uh, despite you know Drillistico doing a light kick out. The post match attack by Drillistico and Roosh uh, was really over the top and erased any positivity that came from the babyface duo scoring the upset. Uh, you know, and I also noticed that the production crew also missed uh, Roosh, you know, hitting Christian with a chair uh, at ringside, which was <laughs> the first of many moments that they missed throughout the card. Uh, but yeah, I mean, not much, not much uh, to talk about here since it's only like you know ten minutes and thirty seconds. Okay, gentlemen, the next match on this card was for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, as Marcia Martinez was facing Athena, and this was a pretty dang good match. Oh yeah, 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 I definitely agree with that. Uh, I mean, these these two battle it out uh, like like the great uh, two that they are, and I really enjoy Athena, especially the past couple of weeks. If I if I do catch up with a uh, uh, with dark and and some and some of the TV stuff going on as well. So, I mean, yeah, this is one hell of a match, and I think this was the right decision to uh, give Athena some boost, uh, uh, some significant boost on giving her like a uh, like a women's women's title. How about you, David? What's up, mate? Yeah, being possible. The women's match? title match. Who's in it? <laughs> Who's in it? Is okay. Athena in it? Then I'm not really interested. Okay. So. <laughs> and the fact that she the fact that she has been given the belt is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, that's uh, let, 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 let Jake talk more positively in a minute. <laughs> I'll be the half glass the the glass half full guy here. It's fine. <laughs> you no mate, you are you are Jake Allen, you are absolutely lovely and um I, you know, I'll let you get on with everything. Okay, so we're going on to the next match. It's Shane Taylor Promotions versus Swerve in our glory. They're still a tag team after the last pay per view. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of still a little bit baffling uh, there. Uh, but to, <laughs> yeah, in that in, that, in terms of you know what the storytelling aspect of this uh, between those two, um, I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, I would love to see a program between you know Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, uh, uh, and hopefully they'll do it sooner than later. Uh, but yeah, I, I consider this a really fun match with some pretty good storytelling. I mean, I, I mean, you know, this is pretty entertaining, and the production team could have done like a better job showing Strickland apparently heading to the back. But I really like that yeah. he left Lee hanging after being struck by him. Uh, you know, yet Lee was still able to win the match. Uh, uh, but and I also here's hoping that Taylor will be a regular if if Ring of Honor uh, with uh, Ring of Honor um, being involved weekly now. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, overall, overall, I did enjoy this. This was where the car picked up for me from this point yeah. onwards. I've always liked Shane Taylor. Echo what Jake said. Really good match. I love the fact that they brought in the, carried on the Swerving Our Glory um, feud that's going on in AEW with Swerve ignoring the fist bump from Keith Lee early doors. They played off the acrimony between Shane and Keith Lee, which was great. Right result. Yeah. I From this point onwards in this pay-per-view, I was hugely invested and didn't take my eyes off it. How about um, Keith Lee catching Shane Taylor and holding him there? I like I saw that spot and going like, "Oh my freaking word!" Oh, my goodness, like <laughs> just just catching him out of nowhere. I mean, like, damn, that was so tough. So, crazy. but this was the prelude to those sort of spots in the card from now on. They weren't. There was a lot of them that weren't stupid, ridiculous that we could hate and we could come on here and and give give grief about. They were good spots. And that was one of them. Okay, gentlemen, on to the next match. It's for the six-man tag team titles as Dalton and the boys face off against the embassy. And unfortunately for me, my hometown tag team, the boys, 
and Dalton Castle lost their titles. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know me, I'm a stickler for Dalton Castle. Uh, yeah, and then the boys. So, yeah, it was Yeah, it was it was it was kind of sad there. Um, yeah, it was it was a, a you know with Castle and the boys. Uh, you know the live crowd really enjoyed it, especially I did. Um, but hey, I mean, at least for them, you know they'll still they'll they'll still be just as over without the titles anyway. Um, anyway, uh, but it, it but I think this is a great this is a decent boost for the for the heel trio, um, especially with Brian Cage who's um. He's just a little bit. He's he's just a little bit vanilla for me. Maybe he'll get something out of it. So. Yeah, I, I echo all that. The only thing for me, it was the right result. You look at the the physicality and the size of the two teams set up. Any other result apart from you know apart from that would have been made you question things. But yeah, I, I echo Dalton and the boys are very very entertaining. Always been a Dalton Castle fan. Um, and I echo my, my words about the Ring of Honor television earlier. What I, I, one of the things I've watched has been his world title run, and you forget how good he is. Gentlemen, we're moving on to the next match. It's for the ROH Pure Championship. It's Daniel Garcia versus Will Yuta. The story of this match is Garcia gets Yuta to use up all his rope breaks within, like, say, five minutes, and they both use their one punch within two minutes. Yes, I mean they both use their one punch and uh, an actual referee stoppage here uh, in 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, uh, this was a pretty good match with Yuta selling the majority of the match before coming back to win at the end. Um, yeah, I mean this is yeah this is pretty cool and you know this is where the card really amped it up for me. Um, I still have I still have no idea why Garcia uh, was put back in the JAS. It really derailed his momentum, and uh, I, I really hope that. Uh, I mean, I kind of have that concern that he's going to go back as Jericho's various as one of Jericho's various sidekicks. But yeah, it was an all it was an all out performance by these two gentlemen, and uh, and and I really liked the, the moments when the referee called for the post match handshake. Uh, Yuta held out his hand, and then uh, Garcia kicked it uh, kicked it away before he t- uh, brought the title uh, the title belt and handed it to Yuta. So yeah, some awesome respect. Uh, some good respect from those two boys there. So, yeah, I mean, can't say it enough. I mean, it was a good match. I love the storytelling in this match. Um, basically, you got a pattern, and he really did get a battering in this match. I, you know, I like the fact that they got rid of all the gimmicks of the pure wrestling match early. Um, great storytelling and a decent show of respect without the handle of Jericho or Tony Khan with um, shenanigans. I, 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 I just enjoyed this thoroughly. Um, and yeah, I could get behind you as a, as a white meat baby face. Totally. Um, really enjoyed this. Good stuff. Okay, Jimmy. We're on to the next match. It's the third from the top. It's for the RH tag team title. Gentlemen, it's FTR versus the Bristles. Double dog collar match. And boy, you needed to have a cigarette and some drinks after this match because this thing was fucking amazing. Uh, I had two uh, damn Heinekens uh, after after this match. <laughs> <laughs> two beers, like I could feel myself in in the Irish pub, uh, just uh, yelling with my fellow mates uh, after this match. Like, <laughs> I need to advocate for more wrestling in pubs. To be honest with you, here in the states, good lord, this bloody this was a bloody war. Uh, and sure, I mean, I'm not I'm not uh, the biggest fan of you know bloody violence for. Uh, throughout like the the duration of the match, but damn, this is a huge exception. I absolutely loved it. Uh, it's another instant classic uh, for uh, for me for these teams. And uh, my goodness, like how can I rank this trilogy of matches between uh, between these two teams? I mean, it's I, man, they totally exceeded uh, the last two in my opinion, over exceeded my expectations. I mean, geez. I think it was, in my opinion, this was a huge. This should have been the main event, uh, uh, in my opinion. I guess we'll see if there was good reason, but yeah, I feel I feel bad for the wrestlers in the in in the next two matches that have to follow this great gritty brawl. So, yeah, I mean, uh, re- maybe recency bias here, but between between this match and Josh Alexander versus Speedball Mike Bailey, which was one hell of a match in Impact uh, last week, man, it's it's. They're definitely creeping in there as a, as a late contenders for match of the year for me, matches of the year for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't. 
the booking was a little bit strange at the end. Didn't like the interference. I'd, I'd soon just seen a respect angle. Slightly surprised the Briscoes won the belts, mainly because of the stuff with uh, TV executives. It'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with the Briscoes. Um, but yeah, everything that you've said about this match is um, is absolutely fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. The blood didn't detract. The violence didn't detract from the match. They told a story, and it left everyone wondering. <laughs> The only thing is, I think it's, uh, I'll reiterate, I think it's a bit of a come down from the, uh, for the FTR now to be feuding with the guns. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, gentlemen, we're on to the second to the last match. What match do you put on after the freaking battle that was FTR versus the Bristos? It's the ROH TV title match, Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson. And I felt bad for both gentlemen because they tried to do their all to somehow live up to the match before. I mean, still, uh, to me, it was a solid match. Uh, there were some fans who were familiar with, you know, with Robinson, but obviously the vast majority of the crowd was pulling for, for Heel Joe. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, keeping Heel Joe really strong um, and uh, for the ROH TV championship. And, yeah, I mean, it was pretty it was pretty basic. So, I mean, it was only 13 minutes, so I can't complain with it. I can't really complain about this match. So Right, boys, a controversial opinion. This was my match of the night, right? Wow. Bear in mind. Bear in mind what it followed. You're absolutely right in what you two have said. I had no expect. I like both the guys. Like both Juice, like Joe. Always have loved Joe. And, you know, I've got no issue with Juice. I thought this, it almost went, do you know what? We've realised what we've just seen. We've realised what we've just witnessed. We're still going to tell our story. We're still going to do it right. And I, I loved every second of this match. I really, really did. I thought it was an excellent little match. It was the right time. You said 13 minutes, Jake. Yeah, absolutely perfect. It didn't need to be more after coming off the, the Briscoe's FTR half hour. And obviously then you knew what you were, you knew what was coming last. I thought they got it bang on. And I really, really enjoyed this. And that just shows how much I enjoyed the whole car because it was my match of the night. Well, gentlemen, I can see that, David. It was a good match. I enjoy both competitors, and I'm ready to see Samoa Joe versus Jeff Cobb sometime in 2023. Oh, yes. That would be a dream match right there. Oh, man. Good shout, Mr. B. You're a great predictor, uh, Sean. Like, you, you, really are, you really are that damn good. <laughs> He's the matchmaker, isn't he? Okay, guys, we're at the final match. It's for the ROH world title, and if by some odd chance Claudio Castellelli loses this match, he has to join the group of sports entertainers. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty funny. Um, why don't you go first, David? Well, again, I'm pleasantly surprised by this because bear in mind, for me, we've just had the FTR Briscoe's match, which we, you know, say no more. I, as I've just um, elaborated, really, really enjoyed Joe Juice. So I'm coming into this Claudio thinking it's going to be smoke and mirrors. Uh, it's going to be really, really poo, and Jericho's going to... The logical booking was for Jericho to retain the title, and then Claudio's going to have to go and be the rebel within the JAS. So, I was pleasantly surprised. Both guys gave it their all. Um, the pace didn't lack, and Claudio went over, and he went over with a swing, which I was, you know, was, was really, really well done. And the crowd obviously were up for it because he, you know, hometown Ring of Honor hero. And yeah, I, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was just like, wow, I've just had four or five matches in a row that I can't really criticize. And I've thoroughly been absorbed in. Love the storytelling. And well done, Ring of Honor. Tony, Jericho, whoever's booked it, they booked it in a Ring of Honor style. The, the card's been in a Ring of Honor style. And I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Jakey. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. Uh, and yeah, great, great idea with the spin on Jericho until the referee cl um, uh, called for the bell. Uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is well done. I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised as well. Um, 
I think it was the right call to 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 make Claudio the cha- to uh, make Claudio the champion, um, because like considering uh, what's gonna what's gonna come up on uh, Ring of Honor television now, it's gonna be on Honor Club. So yeah, I mean yeah, overall overall this is a overall this is pretty good and not a lot of smoke and mirrors, which I'm really thankful for. So yeah, I mean the and even the li- even the live crowd they had a lot of fun with it, uh, particularly yeah. whenever they could yell Ocho anytime at the wrestlers. Yes. <laughs> anytime the wrestlers did a yes. ten counter, yeah, spotter, the ref who was for that. Yeah, that that tickled me. That did amuse me. Uh, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, props to both guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would. I mean, it's the ROH World Championship. I don't know if I would. Uh, I still don't know if uh, this uh, could have been the main event. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was entertaining for what it is anyway. So, gentlemen, overall, what are your thoughts about this 2022 version of ROH Final Battle? I think it. I think this was the best of of the Ring of Honor pay per views this year. Uh, yeah, the show was carried obviously with the with the dog collar match, but. I mean, even with that, I mean, it wasn't like even the um, the, the underwhelming matches like were still pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I mean, maybe slightly, maybe slightly better than Full Gear in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is one. This is one great pay per view, uh, and uh, and I know that uh, people are still a little bit turned off by the whole Ring of Honor thing, but uh, I mean, how can how how can you how can you uh, you know, after this after this pay-per-view yeah for me it's up in my top three shows of the year with i'm gonna to have to make a decision this revolution aw's revolution and clash at the castle will be my three top shows of the year with wrestle kingdom being a disappointment this year so before the winston's i'm gonna have some serious thinking to do i loved yeah. every minute uh, i loved it from really after getting the ladies title match out of the way i know i'm always down on women's wrestling i'm sorry for that but it needs to be good, and uh, I've always hated Athena. I've always found her to be quite repulsive in the ring, um, and that's I know that's harsh, but I have, and this didn't do anything for me, but from that moment onwards, this car kicked in, and I loved every minute of it. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, since you mentioned your top three, uh, my top three will, be, will definitely probably be... Uh, this, one, this one will probably be up there, along with uh, Forbidden Door and uh, Hell in a Cell. Obviously, I'm biased because I, I went to those two shows live. <laughs> yeah, that, always, yeah, it always, it always gives you a different perspective. Yeah, I understand that, Jake. It always gives you a different perspective. Okay, yeah. gentlemen, before we leave this episode this week, David, why don't you do the honors of giving us our interview announcement coming up on next week's episode? Wow, yeah, um, a biggie for me and a biggie for Brit Wrestling, but also this could prove to be a bit of a coup at this time for this podcast. Later this week, we are interviewing Mr. Stephen Gauntley, who is the owner, promoter, Phoenix, Lazarus, everything booker of the recently reformed 1PW here in the UK. Now, this isn't any other wrestling company. This is possibly the biggest independent out of Europe. You only have to look at who he's just had on his return show, Mark Huskins, Rob Van Dam. Um, uh, Nick Aldis, the uh, the British Invasion, um, Mickey James was on the card, you know, and he is responsible, as you'll find out when we get into the interview, for bringing many, many major superstars. Um, one of the subject matters I'll give you a spoiler: we'll be talking about a wrestler named Sterling James Keenan, who everyone in the wrestling world knows. But do you know him by that name? We'll bring that out this week. Um, he's a bit of a maverick. He's, you know, he's he's a gentleman that that has caused a lot of talking here in British wrestling. He gave us super shows in a 2000 arena constantly and consistently for two years, and then went away. And now he's back with a super show that's just sold over 2,000 people. So he's, there's lots to ask him, and also. Um, he's got future shows already booked and one of them in February next year um, in my old stomping ground of Lincoln is probably the best British card of British and international wrestlers that I've seen over here in 15 years Um, and I'm desperate to talk to him about that including I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler here on the card is Cara Noir versus Davy Richards which got me running around my house yelling. So do not miss next week's podcast. Mr. Stephen Gauntley, the head honcho of One Pro Wrestling, based here in the UK, 
Um, I can't wait for this. David, there's no turning back. Yay! I'm sure Stephen would like that. Well, before we leave you, ladies and gentlemen, please go over to Radio Free PW on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Follow us. Give us the likes. Gentlemen, where can we find you on the information superhighway? Woohoo! Looking forward, looking forward to the interview, David. Uh, yeah, really great job on that. You can follow me at Jake Allenar on Twitter and on Instagram at jakeallenar.mp4. And I got to say, we're we're heading into the Winston Awards, the year-end awards, and my goodness, I mean, match of the year. I mean, it's it's going to be so hard to pick uh, with these two matches, uh, with uh, some great matches that are creeping in. So it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of time for me to. Uh, for me to delve into so yeah i'll give you some help jake my match of the year won't involve tony storm that's a good point yeah <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i want to go oh, hello. Uh, ladies and gentlemen i want to go ahead and thank you for naming me the best podcaster of the year i know the votes are still out i know they're still being counted but hey the stunning one loves all the stunning people stay stunning yeah sure yeah all right stunning. yeah stunning. <laughs> Where can we follow you, David? Um, yeah, Big Duds on Twitter, D Brightly Six at D Brightly Six, David J Brightly on Facebook. That's about all I've got. Please, please engage me. Engage me in wrestling chat. I'm more than happy. Woohoo! And until we see you next week on Radio Free Professional Wrestling, everyone stay studying. Brother. Yes. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.